Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping the season two premiere of Loki, Ouroboros, in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here with a guy who has a high likelihood of spaghettification. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Michael. I'm so excited to podcast you, but I do have to say we only have we have a tight schedule because I, I did hear rumors that if you if you podcast more than two hours, uh, your skin starts to fry off, and and I I like my skin as it is. I, I would like to keep it that way, Michael. So yeah, we'll 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 rush through this one, Tommy. I've got a bit of a cold open for you, okay. uh, a story, so to speak. I just Whoa. think it's interesting. Okay, so you know, uh, if if you follow us on Instagram, Tommy, I, I sent it to you directly. I got an Ahsoka tattoo. I love it. I was obsessed with it, right? So what yeah. I did, uh, you know, I was like, wow, people are going to love this tattoo. So I, I went to Reddit, right? And I put it on the Star Wars Reddit. And boy, oh, no. have I never been roasted harder in my entire life. Reddit, anything. It's, you think it's going to be safe, Michael, but it's not. They were they roasted every minute detail of the tattoo. Um, they also accused me of such crimes as pedophilia. Um, it was I've oh never gotten that sort of backlash before. And I just thought, you know, we're on the Internet right now. And I, I figured, uh, you know, warn people about uh, not only the toxic fandom that is Star Wars, but Reddit. Yeah, so. I mean, Reddit survivor, stay away from most most Reddit's. It's a little people love to give opinions is what we should learn about the internet. Just like why we're on the internet to give opinions. Uh, but yeah. I, I hope that I will never be mean uh, and attack people's tattoos. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of a low blow. Cause it's like, it's on you forever. You know, it's like, you, can't you already have it. it. Yeah. It's, it'd be one thing if you were like, Hey, here's the design. What do you think? Give me suggestions. It's already done. <laughs> yeah now it's like it's like making fun of like physical features of somebody like it's that it, it'd like, be like someone having a baby and then being like you know what you should probably redo that you know there's a <laughs> lot of mistakes in that baby's face like all right we'll get to it now i we, we've left our guests on standby for long enough it is our good friend zach from the nerd nose podcast zach have you ever been roasted on reddit i have not i i use it rarely you know like you said it is a toxic fan base so I'll go to it if I need some like movie opinions or even like some suggestion for like prop molding or displays, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Zach, I'm super excited to have you here today. Um, how's everything going in your world? It's going good. Life's been busy doing, doing pretty good. Podcast still going pretty strong. Excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, kind of ships passing in the night a little bit. We finally got you on here. But I'm going to let you start us off here. You're, you get the, the first word, Loki season two premiere. What did you think? Sure. I'm excited to talk the MCU again. I mean, but it feels like it's only been a couple months since Secret Invasion just ended in July. So, But the second sh second uh, show of the year, I would say, um, for the MCU. So happy to be back. Happy to talk some more. Um, but I thought the uh, episode was pretty strong. Um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think anything was bad about it. I mean, kind of looking back at season one, it definitely was not as, as that big of a high as it was for when it first premiered the series, but I enjoyed quite a bit of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked it so far. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Listen, um, we, we, I kind of came into this, saw some negative reviews, Tommy, we kind of mm -hmm. hinted about that. There not a lot of positivity around the first couple episodes of the show, I gotta say though, I, I think I like this premiere more than season one's premiere. I thought it was it was exciting. Ooh. I was excited to be back with these characters that I enjoy so much. Um, yeah, Tommy, what what say you? Yeah, I don't understand, and this is where I I keep waiting for the shooter drop. I don't understand the critics. I thought this was great, especially looking at some of the stuff we've gotten from the MCU recently. This was fantastic. Uh, I forgot Loki. I I, I think. WandaVision, Loki, bringing us back to that time. Such a different time. So hopeful we were. Uh, and I think in that in, in the period, I'm like, ah, maybe Loki wasn't as good as I thought. And I remember how they left it. And I was like, oh, this is a big swing. I don't know how they're going to corral this and make this feel like Loki again. I have very little complaints. I enjoyed the time there. Uh, I enjoyed getting the characters back. Having humor. I forgot how funny loki is and and humor that's not just one-liners 
not everyone trying to be Tony Stark. That like it was humor, situational humor, and it was dad humor and stuff like that. That just makes the show so unique, so much just Loki. Uh, do I still have problems that like we basically forget that he's a god and that uh, you know he's just basically a kid. They just want to use Tom Hiddleston for another type of character, and they're like, "All right, we're just going to bring Loki. He's just don't focus on his past. Really, this is all you need to know now." I'm on board. I, I'm time skipping away. Yeah, listen, and I gotta, I gotta. You know, speaking of the comedy of it all, I gotta give it up to Owen Wilson. I mean, obviously, we rocked it in the first season, but he came back so strong here, and he. It's like, I think we take for granted that we have a comedy legend on this show. Owen Wilson, like, even when he's saying something serious, it's hilarious. One of my favorite quotes was, I don't even remember having my mind wiped. And, like, stuff like that that's just, like, he's so dry and so funny that, like, oh, I was so happy. Uh, he's I'm going to be gushing over Owen Wilson uh, this whole season, I'm sure. The so. jet ski? Like, yeah, like, I, I want to know how much <laughs> is improvised and what's not because, like, so many of his little quips are the funniest parts in the show, like him and Loki going back and forth, him writing skin question mark on the thing, and, and then having it actually be a story point. We'll get into it all, but it's like there is just so much humor uh, throughout this entire show, and Owen Wilson is is the king, doing great stuff over over in uh, the MCU right now. Oh, they do a really good job, I think, just changing up the humor. You know, we we're used we're going to get the Marvels next month, and I feel like we all know what type of humor that movie is going to be like so it's i like like you mentioned dami it's situational humor it's um it's even physical humor as well it's just a little bit way it's a lot more refreshing than what it was like secret evasion and even a little bit of the guardians yeah uh and tommy i feel like for the first time in a while and actually you mentioned it this is i believe this is the first time we're talking about a set not only just like the second season but like another season of the same show on this podcast right we've never seen a continuation you know we had mando season three but we never talked mando season two so this is the first time revisiting a show which is something i'm really excited for um yeah i i, I like i guess i want to ask about like if there's any optimism or pessimism rather coming out of this where Technically, the reviews were, I think, like, they got the screeners for, like, the first three episodes. So I'm still a little nervous that there is a shoe to drop in the next couple episodes. Do you feel that at all? Impending doom, Tommy? Uh, yes, but I think what I'm trying to keep, uh, at least hope this is the case. I wonder if it's a little uh, lore heavy. It's a lot of talking at you. It's a lot of giving information and that's their issue. And that's why critics weren't loving it, which I don't mind. Like this episode, was there a lot of action? Was there a lot that really did happen? No, but I feel like it, it put a bow on a couple of things that I was still confused about in season one. It pushed us forward narratively in for season two. And also I think foreshadowed some things. I'm really interested all this time skipping in this episode. I think there's going to be multiple things we come back to that this episode is going to show us. So do I think the shoe is going to drop in like the back dark of my head? Yeah, probably. But like if, if all these critics are saying this, but like, I'm hoping it's just, they, it's just not their kind of show. That's what I'm hoping. And here's the thing, uh, for what it's worth, I like Secret Invasion more than most people. You know, I think the critics were really tough on that show. I had a good time with it. I, I don't think it's probably a little too tough on that show. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I see, I see the flaws, but you know, I thought there were, you know, some great uh, actors in that show, and I feel like we're kind of set up here as well. Where you know, we kind of got an all-star lineup. Um, Zach, I want to throw it to you about this real quick because at the end of season one, I guess I had assumed that Loki had jumped into a different universe. And in hindsight, uh, I probably should have seen it coming that he's actually in the past. Uh, was this something that you anticipated? And how do you feel like they handled that? Not at all. I like. I think literally everyone thought he was just in an entirely different universe, especially after seeing uh, that giant cliffhanger with King, this King statue, um, big reveal, etc. But the one thing I did kind of just realize, kind of looking back, not a lot has happened since the end of season one to the beginning of season two. You know, we had this giant drastic event of releasing all the timelines and looking back at it, here we are, what, two years later? Has the MCU changed at all? Not really. Not really. So it's kind of interesting to look at it from that standpoint. But like you said, I think I think uh, having it at a different time, I think that makes more sense because I feel like having so many different type of universes can start to get really messy and I think could potentially hurt the story overall. 
Um, but I do appreciate that we are kind of like in a timeline sort of thing and that the TVA is entirely separate from this whole parallel type universes. Yeah, that's all set because that's the other thing. It also calls into question the fact that is there still some truth to the TVA? Because if there was like a second TVA, that would kind of nullify uh, the fact that uh, it is like this special out of time place. Um, so, I, you know, there was some skepticism from a lot of the members in the war room. And I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, there's still some skepticism of what the TVA really is. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And I think we, like, we, we see, I think a line that was said by the judge, maybe of like, uh, you know, yes, we're, is it is there lies here? A hundred percent. But there are some truths in what the TVA was doing and what the timekeepers were uh, doing. And I think that's how we're going to feel throughout the season. I, I think keep yourself as separate as long as you can. The MCU is a mess right now. You're, you're being able to just focus on what you want to focus on. Like my biggest qualms, I feel like with, with Secret Invasion and a couple other shows, they did too much. They're trying to do everything. They're throwing all their episodes. They're not giving enough time. And that's why with this episode, we really did explore what they wanted to explore in this episode and take the time and, and uh, elaborate on things instead of like jumping to Sylvie. And we we have to do like instead of jumping to all these different characters, we focused in on Loki. And uh, I think they, if they keep doing that, I think this is going to be a, a slam dunk, a home run baseball terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Okay, so maybe I'm an idiot, guys, but I gotta say, it was a, probably my least favorite part of this episode is it was a little exhausting coming back into it and realizing, you know, we're dealing with the different universes, you know, we're looking at screens with the branching timelines, and then, you know, later we get the scene where I guess they're looking at, I don't even, I think this is my problem. I have no idea how any of this stuff works. Um, and also, like, every single show and property seems to explain it in a different way. Like, I, I really am just along for the ride at this point because like they're saying things and they're talking about aurora extractors and i'm just like uh, whatever like i don't know i hope i guess that's my issue is i hope they don't dive too deep in a lot of this technical stuff because the more they do that the more i want to step back uh Zai, do you get any tinge of that or am i just like an idiot i know i agree it seems like they're kind of like one foot in and one foot out like here they have, they keep flashing all the different timelines on the screen, but we haven't really seen the effect yet. But then let's focus on the story that's, you know, extracting Lokis into into one Loki, I guess. I don't know. I, the story, like, it, I think they're definitely aware with how messy it can get with the new directors. Um, and I think they are having a little bit more fun than they did in the last season with how ridiculous it can get. But, you know, the MacGuffin that they have, the extractor. And, of course, they have five minutes to do everything. And then something happens at the last second that saves him. So, I don't know. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, we're, like you said, we're just going along for the ride right now. Yeah. Uh, so, Zach, you mentioned it. But we do, we start this episode right where we left off uh, season one. Um, I think probably my favorite part, I like this opening and it's something that becomes a theme throughout this episode. And one thing I actually think they did really well is as far as explaining the time skipping is how the things in the past were affecting things in the future. For instance, we get him jumping off the thing into the mail truck, crashing into the place, the TV falls and breaks the floor. He goes into the future, the floor is broken. And we see this throughout the episode. And it actually, I feel like there is some comedy to it where like, uh, you know, things are no longer relevant until it happens to him in the past. So um, I don't know, uh, Tommy, how did you feel they tackled a lot of this like back and forth and, and time skipping? Yeah, I, I think um, this is a thing that could go so poorly for shows because when you deal with time travel, there's so much logistics to everything and i i feel like they are setting up what their logistics are here as much as the mcu probably should do that as a whole and just have a big old meeting where they sit down and they map out how the, this all works so that every movie and tv show is is on the same page but i think here it really works for this show i think it fits the detective nature that we're already kind of have with with loki um this they're using it well to have like I said, foreshadowing. We see a future Sylvia at a certain point. Like, where is that going to come up? We see all these other things, uh, and, and uh, for me, I think this is if they. It seems like we're done time skipping. I guess uh, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more because even though it takes a lot of time 
and energy to make sure that everything is is working out for them, I think it's worth it. I think it, it did help the pacing in this for me of like, I think without the time skipping, without that nature and that humor coming from that, I think the episode would have felt very like bloated. But having these things to me almost made it less bloated. Do we even know how he started time slipping? Like he was just pushed in a portal. Like it makes no sense to me why that was initiated, especially when we see Sylvie at the end of this episode and she's perfectly fine. Yeah, maybe it's the way like he he was in the middle of going through time while she killed and because of that he was hit with the rays i don't know but yeah but something like that right it's got to be something of that nature of like when he when he happened there he's he's a man out of time now yeah i guess so um uh no i mean it's hard to parse a lot of this stuff and uh you know unfortunately shows like this can be damaging when you hop on a podcast and try to dissect it and uh it starts making less and less sense um, i want to throw it to you guys because there is uh this moment we get in the episode we get a lot of new characters from the general to the judge and the war room um i believe the one guy's name is x5 uh, we get a lot of new characters it seems like they're going to be probably pretty important but what did you guys think about this whole war room scene and how everybody handled it a little bit differently for me, uh, shout out to Hunter. Love this character. Love that they're giving her more. I thought that her conviction, it's very clear what her motivation is. Like, we need to change. And she is going to be a leader in this change, hopefully. I'm really nervous they might kill her because I'm always nervous they're going to kill characters I like. Uh, but I liked her from this. I liked how the judge did come around, but it still feels like there's something else. Like you were saying earlier, there's something else sinister still going on, even though it seems like everyone's kind of on the same page. But the big part i think that they're they're not uh engaged on is is the sylvia of it all and i think that's going to be the contention going forward but at least right now they're all agree that like okay it kind of sucks that we're variants that were pulled from our times that's that's pretty that's pretty crap that's that sucks <laughs> you know you got to introduce a villain or some type of antagonist in this and x5 i feel like he's as basic basic as it comes you know, just trying to do what he's there to do, follow the rules. You know, everything's messing up. He's trying to keep everything stable. Definitely going to be interesting. I feel like they're going to possibly pull a B. I think her name is B-15, um, where they re release all of his memories to him and he discovers everything that they've been saying is true. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. You know, I'm curious to see how this rest of the season's going to go and you know, who's going to be the big bad at the end because, you know, it's an MCU show. Ultimately, someone's going to be there to, for them to fight. Um, did you guys recognize the general from any other properties? Um, Zach, because so, she's so familiar. I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Can, can you spend a lot of Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She, she's, oh, yeah. She's the mom. The, <laughs> the mom. And you know what's funny is she, like, did the head thing with him. And it just brought back giant flashbacks of how she treated her son in that show, who was a big mama's boy. So I was like, okay, I see a little, little, little throwback. Tommy, you look like this doesn't ring a bell. Do you remember this character from Game of Thrones? Uh, I, I do. Sorry, I was reading. I was actually reading something <laughs> so I could clarify something on in the episode. All good. I didn't know if that was a confused face or what. No, I was checking myself to make sure what I was saying in a few seconds would make sense. <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> well, it, it's more, I agree with this war room. Um, I was trying to figure out if Loki's time skip with the recorder was before or after this. So I was trying to remember. Gotcha. And unfortunately, my notes suck and I don't know. <laughs> um, but we can talk about let's talk about Loki and the past, um, because there are some uh, revelations we get here. Obviously, we see later on the reveal of the Kang heads in the future. Um, we also get yeah the recording you mentioned. Um, it seems like, you know, Tommy, I think we had talked about this back in season one about some of the comics and how uh, Ravona Renslayer is very much tied into Kang. You know, he's he, uh, you know what's that family guy joke where like, Oh, they said the title of the movie in the, in the thing. Um, yeah, this is what he calls her a Marvel, which I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Tommy, what do you think about, uh, his time in the past here? Yeah. Again, I think this is something 
as the season goes on, I think we're going to look back at these and I think a lot of them are going to make, make the future and the past make sense. And for me, a big one that I really appreciate, like we're, is the recording uh, of Ravona. Cause that was a big, I feel like frustration with us in season one was they kind of made her an antagonist, but then they were kind of like, no, she's good. She doesn't know all this is happening. I'm glad they're kind of retconning it and just being like, no, she wasn't in, in, on it from the beginning. She wanted to lead with he who, that, he who remains. Uh, I like that. I think that's what you what needs to be done. I think uh, I'm hoping to see maybe more of her, but uh, or some version. Uh, but I'm glad that they put that bow on because that was a frustration of mine. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think it's it's a lot. The time skipping is so much and it happens so quickly, so often that again, it's something I feel like I need to watch three or four times so I can fully uh, pick up on these things in the future because there's just every little thing that happened ended up mattering later on. I think, I think from my understanding, that's the first time we've heard those two characters even interact or even on screen was King and her. Um, But I'm very curious to know how long ago that was, you know, was it a hundred years? Was it 50 years? Was it a thousand years to where the point that King had to stop himself I'm very curious to see how kind of this timeline fleshes out that we've got little hints of it. It definitely seems like the flash forward happens like a few days from this event, but definitely curious to see how far back it was. Can we talk about one of the stars of the episode Ouroboros here? Uh, Kyu Kwan is, is back. It's the, the Renaissance of, of him uh, these days from his appearance and everything everywhere all at once and uh, many other things. So Tommy, what, how do you think uh, he did in this episode? what do you think of the character? Yeah, I'm obsessed with the OB. He's fantastic. Obviously love the actor and, and just like, man, the humor here is so good. Like this is, was such a comical scene. Uh, with and specifically talking about the the one with uh, Loki and, and Mobius after they have their fun little scene earlier trying to explain things to each other, uh, but I think it was needed. I'm a little sus, you know. Let me put my glasses up a little bit because I don't know. He seems too. It seems very easy to have the sweet innocent character, and then there's going to be a rug pulled. And, and and the name very much time related. Uh, the name. It means like infinite time or circle of time, life, rebirth, and death, a, a full continuation. I feel like that's going to mean something, as just as Mobius names mean something too, and 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 could be uh, maybe he has more finger of the pulse. I'm looking at you, Ob. I I think by the end of the episode, I, I'm getting like I am kind of getting like villain vibes. A little bit like he seemed a little insensitive at least like I don't, I don't think he did anything necessarily bad and he did what he needed to do but uh what did he say to mobius like i warned you you dummy basically like uh i don't know like uh, i don't know it's i guess it's just a side you know this character has been kind of um uh pit to certain roles and i i just got a tinge of something that was like this doesn't seem like your normal character here q kwan uh so i got my eyes on him for sure zach what do you what do you think he seemed too involved to not have like a bigger role kind of moving on in the season i i just love the actor i love i love this character that he's playing i mean six months ago he won an oscar i think he plays that sweet and innocent character because i just think that's who he is as a person so i think this like this is just a b for b of how this actor is in real life and i think he just fits perfectly with the cast i think his humor matches well with owen wilson's and i'm excited to see where he goes i do have like you guys said i do have some speculation towards the end because i mean he was ready to lock them both out so but then again he's like oh but i just met these guys for the second time in 400 years so you know it's kind of interesting i don't know yeah um i will say when it i kind of made fun of like the aurora temporal uh extractor i think they call it um i I will say i got some comedy in the fact that they didn't explain it a whole lot whereas like uh in the past uh kind of like with the crack on the floor they have that conversation he jumps into the future and then all of a sudden he has this device that can save him um so i you know there. Uh, for all like the things that need to be over explained, there are some things that don't need to be explained super well. And actually there could be some comedy in that even. So another thing to note, uh, and maybe I remember 
incorrectly, but I'm, I'm, is wasn't it when they first showed up? Obi was like, "I've seen you before," looking at Mobius, not Loki. I feel like that's going to come up again. Is that time when they they met up? Because it seems like so. Let me get my conspiracy theorists out. He was not called Obi. I think this is gonna, the name Obi is going to be important. He was not called Obi when Loki saw him, but then he's like, "Oh, Obi is a fun name." But he was saying that Mobius, you've been calling me Obi. You you like he calls me OB. So I feel like there's going to be something there where there's going to be another meeting in like in between the present and the past that Loki was in. There's going to be a second a meeting with Mobius that he doesn't remember that happened that we're going to, it's going to come up. I want to know if OB knows everything because he remembers Mobius, but Mobius doesn't remember him like clearly. Yeah. And for how long he's been there and from the purpose or what, what's coming off as his position it seems like he knows everything that has happened with the TV. I mean, he created the handbook. So I, I think he definitely has more to hide now that I think about it. Tommy, uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to pat yourself on the back for this one. But listen, um, I I have not watched the trailers for the show. I've seen some some clips here and there. Um but the only thing I've seen of, of this character in the show is what we've gotten in the first episode. So Ooh. I have, you know, this could be the only episode for this character. And that is, that's something that like, I'm completely left. Uh, Zach, you, you might know, or I don't know, but uh, for me right now, I'm like, I have no idea if we're ever going to see this character again. He could just be like a fun uh, guest star here, or he could be like the crux of the entire story. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. This is a show. I think I've watched it. I've started to see a little bit more uh, commercials because, like, I watched football and stuff. I have seen very little on this show. I I didn't even know this the, uh, this actor was cast. I was like mouth gap when I saw him on my screen. Oh, I was no. so excited. I had no idea. Like, no, I know nothing. Uh, so it, it's been a very exciting time uh, for me over here. But I, I don't know, Michael. I'm I'm just saying my butt. My hand is getting closer to that button. Moby's <laughs> better get inside because I'm ready to lock Ob out. Oh no! Like... <laughs> I'm trailer free for the okay, first awesome. time in a long time. Welcome. Taking tips from Tommy. <laughs> yeah. You know, after that secret evasion garbage, you know, the big death scene, you know, I just, I don't think I need to focus so much on the trailers anymore, especially with everything that's happened in the past. Doctor Strange was the big one. Once I found out how much you guys got spoiled on, that was one that I'm like, that confirmed it for me. Never again. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I'm, ba I'm basically with you. I think there's some things that, like, you know, if a Star Wars movie dropped, it would be really hard for me not to watch the trailer for that. But, uh, yeah, I, for the most part, I'm with you here. Uh, I, I, you've converted, you converted me. This has been, like, a long what, like two and a half year journey for us uh where you've converted me into <laughs> yeah. a non-trailer watcher uh loyal listener out there that's listened from the beginning pull a montage of those moments where i kept begging michael to not watch trailers and how we got the journey of of michael uh we'll call it uh this is past tommy talking to future listener uh through the time skip so, Tommy, I know that you mentioned uh, some Easter eggs in this episode, and I know you're way better at uh, kind of uh, tracking some of this stuff down. So I wanted to have an Easter egg corner. You know, I, I know of one Easter egg, but people keep saying there's so many Easter eggs. Uh, so I, let's let's dive into some Easter eggs here. Um, uh, either of you, anything stand out or alarming to you? I got one, one okay. small one. It is the city that Sylvie goes to during the end credit scene is also the same. I don't know if it's the same city or same. It's definitely the same state that new Asgard is in, in the comics. Yeah. Broxton uh, in the, in the MCU, they end up in, in, I believe Norway. Right. And, and that's where they decide to make their home in the comics. It is actually Broxton, Oklahoma. And so uh, this is where, where they have now done it. I like the little nod. I think, I think that was a fun, like little like homage to, and, and could actually mean something could be more, could be more than just a reference uh, of why she's in Broxton. And the fact that she is a Loki and Asgard, there could be some stuff there. First time we see a branch timeline as well. That's how it was, the location was identified. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we got that. Uh, we have early on our, you know, we didn't even touch on him. We did get to see a beloved season one uh, random guy in the background, Casey, 
uh, he is actually listening to the same podcast that Stephen Grant is listening to in Moon Knight. So there is some connection there. Uh, it was Star Wars, right? They were listening. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it was Star Wars Loki season one, episode one. Yeah. That would be wild. <laughs> it's a matter of time before we make our debut in the MCU. I might have a reason behind that Easter egg. I guess Ooh. this these new head directors, they are known, or I think their previous work is on Moon Knight, specifically episode four. I know Kate Heron was kind of the head director for season one. Um, these guys are for season two, which kind of... Interesting, yeah, that's... Uh... Uh, th that was my question is like, what does that, I, I feel like if anything, it's a cute little Easter egg. I don't think it actually means anything, but I don't know. Uh, Tommy's the TVA watching uh, moon Knight. Maybe, maybe, you know, there is, he could have some very, he has godlike powers. There's very easy that there's some variant moon Knights out in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I yeah, go. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll bring one up. The the only one that I saw, I actually didn't notice this, but I saw it, or and I, I was actually told. Um, but uh, one of the doors at the end there opens up, and uh, you know, very reminiscent of the X Men doors going into the Cerebro room. Um, it's got the big X on it. Opens the exact same way. Um, what does this mean to you guys? Do you think we're getting any X Men tie-ins here, or is it just cute, kind of like the podcast? Need the theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give us the theme like Miss Marvel or Captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then I'll call it. <laughs> I, I think it's just being cute, but they, they need to stop at a certain point. Like, stop referencing. Give us X-Men, you cowards. Uh, but uh, but maybe I just don't see them <laughs> revealing X-Men in Loki season two. Like they have so many bigger opportunities, and you're gonna introduce something many people have been clamoring for. In Loki season two on Disney Plus, streaming now on Friday nights. Tommy, I'm gonna push back a little bit. I think this might be the place to do it. I mean, if if the MCU has been focusing so much on these Disney Plus shows, what a better way to do it than the first show to ever get a second season? I, I feel like they feel like the audience loves the show. Um, obviously, people love season one. I feel like this, if it like, yes, it might be better to see something like that in a movie, but I think it wouldn't make sense for there to be some big reveal in their first, second season of a TV show. Do you guys think it would be real and, and, and like canon, or do you think it would be another like Dr. Strange uh, where it's a very cute reference that never is actually going to be applicable uh, to the world? That one, the latter. <laughs> Fair. I agree with Yeah. They need a, they need a Luke Skywalker ending for Mando. I think a lot of people love Mando season two because of because of Luke coming in at the end. Get give us something crazy. Give us Deadpool, you know, coming in for a split second. You know, you know, I think for sure the filming they could have had they could have done it if they wanted to. And I know there's a lot of rumors right now with the TVA possibly being involved with Deadpool three. So Something crazy uh, like that would be nuts. Give me the Wolverine hallway scene, right? Uh, I, th I think it show him up in the finale, just like Luke messing up all the whatever the super droids were. But just get Wolverine coming in, claws agape, just taking people out. I think I, that's what that's I'm rooting for that ending. <laughs> this is mine. We actually use the Illuminati. At the end, they drop the hammer. The Illuminati has been behind the TVA this entire time. Forget Kang. The Illuminati is conspiring, puppeteering everything. An evil Illuminati. That's my call. I like it. Um, Tommy, what else? Any other Easter eggs? Yeah, I got a quick two. Uh, end credits. Some really fun stuff happening in the end credits. I think there's a lot of themes and motifs that it's like the credits are pushing in this. And I, I love when you use that time as a Tommy. As a let me show. can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. I'm a horrible podcaster. I have I did not see the post credit scene for this, so oh um, I don't know if we want to set gosh. it up now or. But yeah, I, I have no. I think I think what happened is Sylvie went to McDonald's. But yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. She wants to try everything, Michael. Uh, yeah, the post credits, but even before that, there is so the credits has like tons of items, uh, things that it's looking at. Uh, there's a point where people are playing with miniatures of basically Mobius going up to the the thing. Who's to know if it's just fun? 
who's know if it's trying to push a, a narrative. Uh, but two things that I noticed that stuck out to me was when um, when uh, Owen Wilson's name came up, there was a Doctor Strange, I believe the disc, the, the, the thing they use to do the portals. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if that's trying to say maybe he gains magic. I don't know. But it's there. Uh, and, and it's interesting. I came up on his name. And then the other thing I've seen on the internet. So uh, when uh, Qang's uh, name comes up, uh, Zartan Contingent is on this like book thing. And this is from the internet. I, I've dived deep into this. There's a theory. There is a specific Zartan. There's a G.I. Joe character who is a master of disguise. And so the theory is, is he a master of disguise? <laughs> um so this ties in the gi joe so wasn't it what, what movie was it transformers that's now in the gi joe universe are we like uh, all yep. converging franchises at this point <laughs> it's all connected it's all one circle yeah they're gonna pull a fantastic beast on us at the very end and just <laughs> so witch it to gang as ob the entire time Oh, maybe. So, lo lo okay, that's a good point, Zach, because I actually would like to propose a theory here. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm not going to put money on it, but I think it would make sense. And if I were in their shoes, it's something I would consider. Obviously, we have the issues and ongoing um, situations with Jonathan Majors. A lot of the future of the MCU seems to hang in the balance on some of that stuff. Here, Here's my pitch, okay? Jonathan Majors, Kang himself, out. He's done. We're not going to see him after this. Instead, what happens is Loki assumes the role that Kang was going to fill. He becomes the ruler of the multiverse at the end of this, and he is our next big bad. Now, I realize that we're kind of taking the step to kind of rehabilitate what Loki was and try to make him a good guy. But I think a lot of what Loki is is the fact that he's just trying to survive at this point. I don't think we've seen Loki when he's presented with power again. And if he has the opportunity to gain power, I still think... At his core, Loki's going to take it. Am I crazy for thinking that, you know, maybe even like a reshoot post credit scene? I don't know. Is there something here that, uh, uh, that could, could this actually be the end of Kang? Could it be a variant Loki that takes over? Possibly. That I mean, sense. yeah. But then we kind of play with that with Sylvie. Like, was I always thought she was going to take over, right? So she, it doesn't seem like she did. Um, would it be like, playing the trope again if we come back to like another like ending where it's like oh another loki took over um i think there's merit do i like the merit no i like my rehabilitated loki i like that he's like this new uh new up and coming this is the loki yeah, as much as i said i was kind of annoyed because this is avengers loki and he shouldn't have had to come back come back so quickly um i do like this version i i like this very friendly like wanting to help out the world uh, is it Loki? No, but I've already given up on the minute the show became what it is. I gave up on Loki ever being Loki and again and being this the god of mischief. So it could happen. I don't it, it would be a lot of backtracking, I feel like, to make it happen. Do you guys have any theories on who pruned Loki? Let's talk about this because this is an interesting moment. And actually I will shout out uh, last night. I was on the lights camera ramp podcast and we talked about this a little bit. He had a great theory that this is a scene that we're going to end up seeing in the finale. And maybe Loki ends up coming back to prune himself at some point, but there's definitely another shoe to drop here. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get the answer immediately, but yes, I'm curious to see what you guys think. We see uh, Sylvie coming through the elevator here and Loki gets pruned. So what happened? Tommy, I'll throw it to you. I don't know, right? Like, it's like, obviously, I think we can take at least we can't because I was going to say we could take Sylvie off the board, but we can't because what if it's a very like a time skip uh, Sylvie that's on the other side uh, uh, pruning him? Um, could it be Kang? Could it be like, would it be a nice twist that it's your bad guy the entire time that actually ends up saving him for some reason that he needed it all to happen this way? That's who I have money on, but I don't think it's our king, I think, or an evil version of king. What's the, I can't remember, what's the old king that we saw in like an end credit scene that the scientist who was like set in like a long time ago, I can't remember his name. I think that's who's going to end up pruning him. Yeah, I believe it's the original, like, that's the original King. Uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. his name, but yeah. Yeah, I think that was Ant-Man post-credit scene. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah. What if it's Deadpool? That's how we get our Deadpool connection. He like shows up, breaks the fourth wall, and he's like, I know what the people want. And he does like a hype up motion. And then he's like, all right. And he prunes him. And that's the big cameo from Deadpool. I was watching Deadpool 2 last night and just uh, don't get me too excited because I, I, I'm ready for that. I need that as soon as possible. <laughs> I've been I've been clamoring because it's been a hot minute. Deadpool 2 doesn't feel that long ago, but like it was kind of a long time ago now. guys. <laughs> I mean, it was pre-pandemic for sure and, and definitely a while before. What, like 18, 17? 18, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, Five years ago. Oof. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. nothing that's there's nothing I'm more excited for, you know, Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, get the hell out of here. I, I'm ready for Deadpool 3. So, I have a question for you guys. Okay. What do you think Sylvie's McDonald's order would be? I know she got everything, but like, what do you think she likes the best? I feel like she's definitely one of those filet of fish lovers. Oh, that's a good call. So, I'll tell you this you know, McDonald's did do a promotion um around loki season two a couple months back um and for whatever reason the sweet and sour sauce was uh it had it said loki as featured in loki on the sweet and sour sauce i got one of those i saved it it's in my car i don't know if it's gonna be worth money someday i don't know if it's a szechuan sauce situation but i'm holding on to that loki's sweet and sour sauce but uh, it is interesting that that was the one thing that got the promotion it wasn't like it wasn't like the big mac uh, it was a sweet and sour sauce of all things. This is where I admit that I still have my Szechuan sauce back from those days sitting in my fridge so I can sell it one day <laughs> when it becomes relevant again one day. Oh, you put it in your fridge. See, mine's just sitting in my car. I, I, oh, yeah. I thought the fridge might preserve winter. it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> the fridge might preserve it better. Okay. <laughs> As if someone is going to eat the Szechuan sauce like 50 years from now. Maybe. Michael. <laughs> I, I'll you. say this. I ate the Szechuan sauce. I didn't save it. It's oh. really good. The Szechuan yeah. sauce is out of this world. Yeah, there's a recipe. Me, me, and my roommate at the time made it. At, like we, we made our own Szechuan sauce based on the McDonald's recipe. I think it was. It's one. Of, you know that guy who does like the TV recipes and then he makes. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, I don't. But it. yeah. oh, it's. I'll send it to you later. You'll love it. You explained it well enough. <laughs> yeah. All I keep thinking about is the those videos of someone like cooking a whole fillet. Or like a, a steak in their dorm room. I don't know if you guys seen those videos where someone's cooking like a full course meal. I have. <laughs> I saw Gordon Ramsay actually like like he like uh, reviewed his and he's like, yeah, that you actually did exactly what you needed to to make that steak. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I think she would order. This is my guess to answer the question. Plain hamburger, no onions, pickles, light mustard uh lots of ketchup that was almost my order you know i, I like mustard oh. i like pickles gotta have lettuce on there no ketchup get yeah. out of here with the ketchup no none, none at all do you have tomato at least to get a little bit of that like i'm not i'm not tomato a big, hater yeah i'm not a big wow. tomato guy you know i like pasta sauce that's about like uh, give me some ragu that's as tomatoey as i get i don't ragu? like oh my god I mean, I, that was just an example. No, I'm you're a ragu. Your first instinct oh, is your heart. I, uh, you're a ragu guy. <laughs> She's definitely getting a sprite, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see her as a McNugget person too. I could see her as a very mm -hmm. simple like McNugget, sweet and sour sauce, like something like that too. So. Yeah. Guys, I feel like we dived into the Easter eggs that we got sidetracked on the McDonald's, but I don't know if we touched on the ending. I don't know if you guys have any comments about, you know, obviously this is where um, uh, Mo Mobius goes out into whatever the hell he was doing, and then Loki comes and saves him. I don't know. Again, this is like, I've kind of like lost in some of this stuff, but uh, yeah, any comments on like the ending of this episode? I'm just glad the time slipping's like done with like i'm you know this was like i'm kind of actually really glad that they kind of were able to conclude a little bit what they were finished off as a big cling over cliffhanger in season one you know i didn't want this whole time slipping thing to last five out of the six episodes so you know it happens how it happened i have no idea how they fixed it you know but you know i'm just kind of ready to move forward a little bit with this um story and kind of see how the rest of it unravels yeah, I think it did the perfect balance of like, I agree with you. 
I wouldn't have liked him continuing to skip in multiple episodes, but I like that there's still going to be ramifications from the time skipping in future episodes. It's like the perfect balance of like having consequences of it and not having it just be a one-time thing. But I, I don't need to see him. I, I'm with I'm with Mobius. It was very hard to watch sometimes. I, I, I loved when he was like, it was pretty bad. He's like, you lied to me? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you're being like rebirth every single time. Yeah, it's like you're being born and dying at the same time. Um, I got to say, I, I'm going to draw back to the final season of Breaking Bad. I believe it, it, it. I don't think it was the premiere. I think it was the mid-season premiere of the final season of Breaking Bad. They come back and there's this whole... Uh, elaborate scheme to steal some um, uh, properties from this train car. Um, and it was kind of like a one-off story a little bit. And it got us reacclimated to the characters and kind of put us back. You know, it wasn't a thing that lasted half the season or anything. It was just one central problem that kind of gave us a taste and a warm back into those characters. And I kind of felt like that's something they did really well here where, you know, this isn't going to be the main plot of the show, but it's it's almost like a taste test of what we're going to get for the rest of Loki. And I really, I appreciated how they were able to handle this. And honestly, I love this premiere. I really liked it. I, I don't know if I'm going to, I feel like I'm going back into like secret invasion days where I liked that premiere and then I continued to defend the show and then everyone hated it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we go. That's no, a good it, point that you bring up. Oh, sorry. I was going to no, say like, it's like the weekly episodes, you know, each week has like monster of the week kind of thing. Like each ep each week, um, there's a different problem to tackle. And then that story is contained, you know, and then like you mentioned, Secret Invasion, where like every episode we're like, oh, how does this stack up to the rest of the season? How is this going to affect the next coming episodes? So it's kind of nice kind of having this small little arc. Yeah. And, and for me, and it, it sounds like with a lot of us, it... it I'm going to let a lot of story stuff go if they keep this banter between Owen Wilson and, and uh, Tom Ellison. Like, that's my that's the bread and butter of this show. That's what I want to see. I want to see them bantering about uh, the way that uh, he time skips and how gross it looks. I want to see these bantering moments. The story to me is just a plate to serve up the main course, which is just the humor, which is probably not a great thing, but I, I'm loving it so far. Do we think this is the best buddy cop combo out of the entire MCU? Let's think about the other examples. I mean, um, maybe, uh, you know, Captain America and Falcon or or Falcon and Bucky. Um, I, I don't know who else stacks up. Captain America and Bucky. <laughs> Captain yeah, America Captain entirely. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, of other like interrogation scenes. Doesn't Ant-Man have, isn't there like a good cop, bad cop thing with Ant-Man? I feel like it was someone I, you know. Yeah, or there should be i feel like he'd be a good like hey like here's your dunkin donuts uh your baskin robbins ice cream i got that for you uh, i have an employee discount and then there's like a, a real like hard cop that comes in and it's like where where is he where's rachel she's partnering with batman maybe uh black panther is in a courier oh okay that's a good yeah. good call i feel that. like she has good she has good chemistry with both of them so i don't know maybe how about this? Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna open a poll on Spotify or a question, whatever it's called, the QA. I don't use this feature enough, but if you want to let us know who the best buddy cop combo in the MCU is, you can let us know on Spotify in the QA section. So it's not like best duo, but it's like specifically like who would be the best like cop duo going out there interrogating, discovering, or at least yeah. most fun to to watch. Yeah, I love yeah, something like yeah. that. All right, guys. Anything else as we close out here on Loki premiere? Oh, maybe like Cosmo the dog and and uh, Craglin. That would be a fun fun duo. Cos going out there. I tried so hard to get away from it, and you brought Sorry, us back just, with a great. I no, just it was great. It's great. Drax and Mantis did have their own holiday special. That's another good one. That is a good one. Good call. All right, um, that's all I have now. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's move into I. I you know, Tommy. We have issues every week coming up with the recommendations. I have a recommendation this week. I'm sorry. You don't have to give one if you don't want to, but I'm going to throw it to Zach first, actually. Zach, is there a movie, TV show, video game, book, song, recipe, anything you want to recommend uh, to the audience here? So every fall, I binge watch the Harry Potter series. So, you know, it's the time. It's starting to get cold out. Highly recommend it. Give it a watch before you start your... Oktoberfest movie marathon with the Halloween movies and horror movies. So 
amazing franchise. Can't love it enough. Fantastic Beasts stinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I, I've actually been catching up a lot on a lot of movies. I've watched four movies in the last week, which, you know, I watch a lot of movies, but th even that's a lot for me. So I watched uh, Landscape with the Invisible Hand. I saw uh, No One Will Save You. I saw Talk to Me. But there's one that shines far and above the rest. And I've already talked to Zach about it. It's the creator. Guys, if you have not seen this movie, if you're a fan of like deep, hardcore sci-fi um, if you're a fan of Avatar, it's similar to Avatar. If you're a fan of Star Wars, it's almost like an original Star Wars. The creator is such it's 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 a low budget that appears high budget, like high concept sci-fi movie that is just so good. And there are moments in this movie that I'm gonna hold with me for a very long time. If you haven't seen the creator, go out and see it for sure. Saw for a second time yesterday. Go see it ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tommy, do you have any? Does that uh, any interest there? Uh, definitely interest. I, I've had a hard time with movies. Me and movies have been struggling. Uh, I've had a hard time like being like I want to watch a movie. Uh, I've been enjoying my like put on TV shows, do other things while it's in the background because there's a thousand episodes. That's kind of where I'm at in my life. Uh, <laughs> but I am now interested because how well you pitched it, and because it's something that matters to you, Michael. And, and that's what I care about is watching. You know, when a friend recommends shows to people you know watching it right stop, away stop that's it. <laughs> that's what i love to do uh, tommy if well, you listen. let the creator i will finish the first season of my hero deal immediately i'll watch it like that night if you go see the creator okay is it out right now i don't know it's it's, out. i mean you got since you watched it Some theaters. Uh, wait tommy do you watch attack on titan Yes, I do. I, I'm I'm early on. I'm like season two, season three. I'm, oh, okay, gotcha. I'm, I got onto a One Piece cruise since the One Piece live action. Great. That's another, actually Michael. I think you should watch that before my because I do think you'd actually like the One Piece live action. But uh, I've been cruising down the One Piece uh, on the Going Mary, which Michael would get if he's seen the. Well, but anyways, uh, back to my recommendations. Uh, listen. I have one, and then I have one like it's the time of season, so I need to recommend it. Uh, Michael, you might have recommended this already. So this is me like maybe piggybacking on yours. Uh, Netflix has this. We love reality strategy shows here. Uh, there was a show way back in the day called The Genius. Great show. Um, the creator went on made another show that is premiering now, The Devil's Plan. Uh, it's great. If you love strategy shows, uh, it is really good. Um it, to me, does what I want U.S. strategy shows to do, which is focus on the social aspect, social, not the gimmicks, not the twist, all that stuff. Uh, so it's new. Uh, I would check that out. And then it's October, my friends. Uh, I know, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Let's hear it. You know, you're all oh, snugged up and a little snuggy. You got some. Not a snuggy. <laughs> what is this? 2013? It's a it's a flannel snuggie because it's fall. You know, it's just oh, you're so toasty. You got a little hot cider. Uh, maybe there's a little Cool Whip, a little, little dollop of Cool Whip in that hot cider. You got some donuts, maybe. I don't know. And you turn on over the garden wall. Over my the garden friends. wall. Yep. Come join me over the wall. Uh, it's a great show. I've talked about it probably a million times. I believe Michael, you did watch. You you have watched uh, over the garden. Wall. Um, so I believe oh, I cool. no, I watched it, Tom. I think I watched like half of it. I think I ended up like falling asleep in the last couple episodes. I don't actually know how like that's the prime. Okay, it's a show that you won't understand until you've watched the full thing, and then it makes the show ten times better. Okay, and I still awesome. love I like I'm here seconding the recommendation. If you have not seen Over the Garden Wall, what a a, a great October TV show to watch for sure. It's a movie. It's like it's eleven. I, I think it's like ten, eleven minute episodes. It's really nothing. It's uh, like a short walk in the park. Yeah, very good stuff. Uh, great voice. Me. Oh my gosh, Zach. Yeah, it's uh. So... Didn't they delete it from the internet though? Is it? Can we? Can you watch it? It's on Hulu. I believe it's okay. still on Hulu. Okay. But of course, the <laughs> the great people at Max <laughs> love. To uh, cut animated shows, and uh, yes, did take it off uh, Max, but it, I believe it is still up on Hulu, uh, and it is really a fantastic time. Uh, it's only one season; they, he didn't want to do more, 
and a great voice cast, uh, you know, Elijah Wood, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Robinson. No, uh, <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, uh, 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 Ro uh, Rocky Pocho Horror Show. What's the name? Tim. Uh, oh, uh, Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Uh, I think Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the other famous Tims that could possibly. Yeah. <laughs> now, Tommy, don't ever say, because I did watch this, and don't no, ever no, say, yeah. and I was very glad that I did. It's a great show. Zach, yeah, yeah. just maybe watch the last couple episodes. <laughs> I don't get full credit on that one. Yeah, you get like you, it's like you turned in a homework assignment and you like the last couple of paragraphs you didn't think I was gonna read, so you wrote, This is where I fill space. This is where I fill space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I also okay, sorry, one last recommendation from me. Um, I think everybody in the universe watched Haunting of Hill House. That was really good. Um I, I think it was two years ago. There was Midnight Mass, which I liked more than Haunting of Hill House. That is a really great show, if you haven't seen that. And I believe this Thursday, the creator has another show. Zach, do you know the name of it? I forget the name. But there's another show Ooh, coming out in his universe. Like the... um, Who but, is yeah. this? Mike Flanagan? Mike right? Flanagan, his new, yeah. His new show. Uh, pulling it up right now. Uh, Bly Manor also came out. Yeah. I didn't, uh, like, I didn't I think... like that one as much. But Oh, man. What is it? The Fall of the House of Usher. There you go. Really good reviews usher, usher, kicking usher. off. So <laughs> too scary for me. Ooh. Yeah, that's not not necessarily Tommy's vibe, but um, Haunting of Hill House is a masterpiece. I hated I, have heard really. I hated the finale. Oh. That I thought the show was incredible. There was that one episode that was like entirely one shot, but the finale lost me big time. Could argue arguably have one of the best jump scares. Like in media. Yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about for sure. Um, okay, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. This is so much fun. I know uh, we've been trying to get this together for a little bit now. So to finally have you, it's great. Uh, I want to give you a chance to tell people about your podcast or where they can find you online and anything else you want to leave with the audience. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. As always, been a blast. Um, you can go listen to our podcast, the Nerd Dose Podcast. On Spotify, follow us on Instagram, maybe TikTok. I don't know. Uh, we're kind of up in the air right now with breaks and non-breaks, so we're not as consistent anymore. We're both finishing up our last school school year, so it's kind of a little rough patch. But tune in for more episodes to come, I guess. Awesome. Uh, again, thank you so much for doing this, Tommy. Anything else we're leaving the audience with here? We'll be back next week with more. Uh... More yeah, we'll be back. We got some Loki going on. That's all we got. Right? We got that. Uh, I believe a podcast we were on came out recently. Tell me, because no? I, I don't. Oh, uh, I don't think it is it out yet. Uh, Alex has at least listened to it, so <laughs> okay. Is, so, uh, I, let let me confirm, be. but I it, it is coming out. If not, I guess. Yeah. It's the 200th episode of the Two Black Nerds podcast. So yeah, definitely check that out. We, uh, They kind of did like a state of the MCU type podcast where they got a lot of different takes from different um, uh, Marvel podcasts or, or fan podcasts. So uh, go check that out and uh, kind of see out. what's going on. Yeah, see what's going on with the, with the MCU. So alrighty, guys, I will close us out here. I like to remind everybody to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week with Loki coverage. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Stark Wars Pod and uh, check our show notes for our merch. We got uh, we don't talk about it enough. We got good merch, right, Tommy? We have great merch. I, yeah. I love uh, the the Thanos lightsaber uh, shirt yep. that I believe I have. That's a great one. Uh, we should maybe we come up with 2023 merch maybe that's our new yeah. new goal but uh yeah go get a shirt for sure right now leave this show <laughs> go get uh, also ask us for a discord link because we have a little discord community going on zach very active in the discord thank you so much for participating there um you can come talk to zach and all of us over there at the discord um but that is all we got for you guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time Bye. Bye. That was me time skipping. Like I, <laughs> like I, I